Jesus said in Matthew 28 verse 19, Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Welcome to Go Teach All Nations, bringing you Christ's teachings through Australian and international speakers. And here is today's presenter, John Malkovich. Know your God. I want to ask you to bow your heads for a moment. Father in heaven, what a privilege it is, as Rosemary sung, that the God we worship does really care about me. He cares about every one of us here. And he has that one desire that we will see the kingdom of God. So Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to reach out and touch the lives of everyone here, those that are watching or listening, that you will work in their lives to know it is time to look closely and to know our God. I pray, Father, you will bless as I speak, that you will give understanding to all and to each one of us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I can't not say something about what is happening in the world. You and I, I know each one of you, are thinking what's going on. But I want to tell you that really what's happened in the last two years, what's happened in the last two weeks, what's happened in the last few days, is nothing more than God trying to awaken you to the realisation of the prophecies and the Bible fulfilment of events just prior to Jesus coming. I want to ask you, knowing that what, if you believe what I believe, that Jesus is trying to awaken us and to get us moving. You see, it's, it's not just good enough to come here to church now. Things have changed from Sabbath to Sabbath. It's not, it's not good enough. We've been doing that for the last 50 years. Now is the time for you. You know, the pastor can't do it. He needs each one of you to ask God for one soul, just one this year. If you ask him, you will see what God is doing, what God will do, because I want to tell you that they are looking for people to study with people who have known nothing about God, but they've realised that God is the only solution to the problems we are facing right now. So I want to challenge you, right from the very beginning, ask God to use you to bring one person to the truth that will be found in the Word of God and God's plan of salvation. Just one. How exciting is it getting for you? You know, this year in, uh, in October, it'll be 178 years since the great disappointment of 1844. Seventh-day Adventists who are waiting and believe Jesus will come again are soon to witness the momentous event as foretold in Scripture. The Bible and Spirit of Prophecy, I believe, tell us that you, we are the generation that will witness the second coming of Jesus. I believe it with all my heart. You, with your own eyes, will witness that because the events of the world are just closing in. There is a total disregard for God 
and all the morals and the principles that God wants you and I to live by. They squeezed out. The world, Australia, the government of Australia, the world is saying we don't need God. We as humans, we can solve the problem. Well, are they solving it in Ukraine and in Russia? No. The only solution is Jesus. We need to know our God. It's not long we're going to see the kingdom of God. I can't wait for this moment. So overwhelming with unspeakable joy, home at last. Home at last. You know what I like? If you have your Bibles, turn with me to chapter uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 to 18. Because this is what it's going to be. You're going to see this. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know what the Bible says? Comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. <laughs> you know what? There's two groups talking about there, and I want to tell you this morning that you and I will be in either one of those groups. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't have to fear what's coming upon this earth. You don't have to fear the fact that you may lose your life. But if you know your God and you believe in Jesus, then you will rise to meet Jesus in the clouds. There is no question about it. It's time. It's time for you to look at your life. It's time to evaluate what is your focus? What is your attention? You know, I, um, and, and this is not a condemnation. There are many of us, and I'm included, we're looking at properties in the country. We're looking at making preparation. But I want to tell you, if you're not born again, none of that is going to help you. It's a false idea. The most important thing for you is to know Jesus Christ, sorry, is to know God and Jesus Christ who he has sent and ask for the Holy Spirit to give you that new birth experience where your focus will be on the salvation of your children, your grandchildren, your families, and the friends that you know. That is the focus. You know what? God says when the time gets tough, even if you live in the country, you're going to have to leave it all. It doesn't matter where you are, but you, no one can take away your Decision to stay with God and follow God. He will provide everything for you. Your bread and your water will be sure. So the focus needs to change. We're seeing all these things happening around. We're thinking about ourselves and how we're going to survive. 
physically. But survival is spiritually. When it comes to the things of God, survival is spiritually. For you to get to know God is to experience him. And I've had the privilege, and, I call, and it is a privilege, to see how God has worked in the ministry of 3ABN. 3ABN in America first, then 3ABN Russia, and 3ABN Australia, and now the French Channel. Um, I've been able to see that it's not about people in 3ABN, it's about God building a ministry to reach the whole world. Now, I don't know whether you understand that. When Danny Shelton was impressed by God to reach the whole world through television, members of the church, and and this is not a criticism, said it's not possible, it can't be done. That was back in 1984. And you know what? It was pretty much impossible. But with man... It might seem impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And that's where I heard Danny Shelton when he said, the blessing is on the go. My life changed. It changed. And it, and it meant walking by faith. When you can't see, when you're taking that first step and you don't know where it's going to lead... It is walking by faith. If you had to leave your home tomorrow and God said to you, give everything away, go, what would you be like? Would you be like the rich young ruler? Or would you do it? Now, I can't answer for anyone here. Some of you may have great wealth. Some of you may have very little. But I do know when God says, go, you want to go. It's the most exciting adventure you will ever make in your life. You know, 20 years ago, I said this morning, 3ABN started. You know, we didn't have any money. It was quite frightening for me because I can remember Danny Shelton saying, you know, we're not going to pay the satellite fees in Australia. You're going to have to get the fees. Well... I'm a man who knows the value of one dollar, one cent, and I know how hard it is to acquire it. And Danny said, well, we had a bill of $30,000 a month. And I said, I almost sweat, sweated great drops of blood thinking about it because I thought, there's no way we're going to get $30,000 a month for 12 months. That's $360,000 a year. And 10 years, that's $3,600,000. My goodness, where's that money going to come from? And Danny says, well, the people support it. And I said, no, Australians are a stingy lot. Probably I was thinking about myself more than Australians because Australians are not stingy, you know, because it's proven over and over again. We've been going nearly 20 years. You know, we've never borrowed one cent, never asked for one dollar, never received funding from 3ABN USA. 
except for the beginning, it may have been a few, a few $20,000. I don't know what it was, a very small amount. But after that, that step relied upon God. And you know what? I have slept every single night. Well, no, I won't say every single night. Nearly all nights in peace. I've never had to worry about money and where it's coming from. You know what I learned very early on? And it's something I want you to take away with you. You know, we have a God that loves us with such love. It's like a father with his child. All he wants us to be. You know, have you seen a father with an obedient child? They beam. They, they, they show off that child. That's what God wants to do for you. And you know, he provided us with the funds to build a new building. And by the way, Dundas Church, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, contributed to that. Some of you people here personally have. And you know what? I watched a building develop, which I thought we would never have money to finish. But it was finished, and no matter how much I spent, there was still more money. I learned very early on, if you take a step and you walk the way God wants you to walk, he has only one option. He has only one option, and that's to bless his work, to bless you. But I'm sorry, we just read the story about David with Bathsheba, and I was so, I struggled with that. How could a man like David do what he did when he had years of experience of knowing that you've got to obey God to receive his blessing? Obedience is sometimes a word that we don't like to hear in the Seventh-day Adventist church because that means works. Let me tell you, obedience from a loving heart is a natural reaction to the love of the other from God. You know, after a period of time, I want to tell you, even though you're walking with God, we all fail. We all forget how God has led in the past. We all kind of see ourselves uh, in a way that, you know, we're okay. But God often reminds us. He often reminds us. And in 2017, 2016, sorry, our funds had gotten to a low. We always had a reserve, like a buffer. God always had it there. But then he said, I'm going to see what happens when I take that buffer away. Well, in 2016, that buffer was only a very small amount. And so I'm already planning. You know, I said to God, the doors of 3ABN are open as long as you want it to be. You're the sustainer, you're the provider, 
And if he said you're closing the doors tomorrow, he's going to close the door. You have to believe it. You have to accept that. But we thought, we decided as a staff to, to pray each day at 20 past 12 and ask for God to help us, to help us to receive the funds that we needed to run, continue running 3ABN. Well, that was in July or August. I can't remember which it was. And um, after we'd prayed for a, a, a couple of weeks, we needed about $60,000 a month to keep going. And so we started to pray. And that, at the end of that month, we received the full amount. That was praise God. And a little bit more for that reserve. Just a little bit. It was only a few thousand dollars. But the second month, we received the $60,000 again and that much more. And you know what? There was, a, there was just rejoicing. But the third month, now this is the one that I had not even imagined possible. We received the $60,000 and a huge amount. So much so, it was like God was saying, don't stop praying. By the way, we still pray every day at 20 past 12. And God continues to have the doors of 3ABN open. Now, I want to tell one story. I, I don't know how much time I've got, sister, but I've got enough time. Okay. You know, when we got that money, 3ABN always has enough and maybe a little bit more, but God always provides what we need. And then all of a sudden, we've got this, like from that end of the room there to this end and beyond, this money. And I said, God, Danny says, God's not going to give you any more money until you use what he's given you for whatever purpose he wants it to be used for. And so I can remember uh, in February of 2017 on a Monday morning, we always have worship in the morning. You're welcome to come. It's at 8 o'clock. And um, we uh, finish worship. And this thing was continually in my mind. God, what do you want us to do with that money? And I knew that the purpose of 3ABN was to reach people with the good news of the gospel. How are we going to do that, Lord? I said, how are we going to do that? You've given us the money. How are we going to do that? So I prayed for God's direction on Monday. Worked through the day. Didn't think very much more about it. The next morning, it was on my mind again. So I asked the Lord, show us what you would want us to do with this to reach more people. Wednesday came, same thing. Went to the office, but this time, this time it was different. There was a phone call, and it was a man from a man in Tasmania. This man is in a wheelchair. He got 3ABN and Hope Channel into the prisons in Tasmania. He had a passion for media and getting it into the prisons. He got radio stations going in Tasmania. He's still alive, and uh, he's married. He's got two children. I don't know. He may have three now. And he called me. 
And uh, I, I said, you know, when you, you remember someone, we'd met him. Uh, I said, how are you? How's your wife? How's your children? You know, the normal conversation. And uh, we finished, and he just came out with these words. Have you considered vast? You need to be on vast. And I said to him, I, I am aware of vast because the Australian government uh, decided that people who live in regional Australia where they can't get normal television with an aerial like you have at your home, they would be given permission to get a satellite and they could watch 3ABN. Well, when I knew about it, when... Oh, sorry. Sorry, not 3ABN. Watch ABC and SBS and the other commercial channels. Not 3ABN yet. Anyway, um, he said, you need to be on there. And, uh, and I said, well, I remember when it started, there was not many people on it. You know, there was hardly anybody. But he said, but do you know what's happened? I said, no. He said, now there are every week, no, sorry, every week, yeah, there are at least 800 homes connecting to the vast around Australia. And he said, at the moment, there are 300,000 homes, 308 it was, in fact, because they know exactly, because the box is an encrypted box and they know how many are out there and how many are working because they are the ones that activate it. And uh, he said, you need to be on there. And I said, oh, I thought, hmm. And then he said to me, um, it costs a lot of money because it's on C1 satellite. That's Foxtel and Oster. It does cost a lot of money. When we were thinking about going on satellite, we asked Ostel, uh, sorry, um, the Optus people about C1, Fo on, yeah, Foxtel, it was about $1.8 million. We just, we, that was out of our reach. Sorry, lack of faith, but practicality rules. Um, so we went on to another satellite, but he said, you need to be on there. And he said, I've spoken to the man and I'm going to give you his number for you to call. And, you know, it was really amazing because before he finished, I said, stop, stop, stop. I want to ask, because I remembered my prayer. So I asked him, I've got to ask you this question. It's very important. I need to know, why is it that you haven't rung me on other days, but you're ringing me this morning? And he said, you know what? I woke up this morning and I was impressed by God to call you. I tell you, it was just like, it was so powerful how the Holy Spirit moves. So I thanked him. And I didn't even have to talk to anyone. And as I was going past Rosemary's office, I said, Rosemary, we are going on vast. You know, <laughs> I have to say this, I didn't run to a committee. You know, this committee discuss it and they approve it and then you have to get this approval. When you're working for the Lord and you know that this is what God's calling you to do. You don't need to go to committee. You and God are the committee. You have to act because we fluff around. You know, we're, we're, the, we're the hindrance to the gospel going. We're too many meetings. We're too many discussions. We need to be people of action that are listening to the Holy Spirit. God, through the Holy Spirit, is speaking to you right now. I don't know what he's telling you. But if he's telling you to do something, 
because time is short. Time is short. It's the only opportunity you may have in the next month, two months or a year that you'll be able to go and tell your neighbour about Jesus. Have you thought about that? It's a reality. This is not normal anymore. The reality is you need to reach out now, today, tomorrow, may be too late. You know, when, we, when I rang the man from Vast, I asked him, is it possible for us to go on there? And he said, yes. And then came the big but. It costs a lot of money. How much money have you got? Have, you, have we surety that you can, you can pay, the, pay the money? And I said, I thought about it. We don't have the money. Have I the surety? Yes, God will provide. He doesn't understand that. So I said, please go ahead, give us a quote. He said, well, let me tell you something. Nearly every, many other Christian groups have come to us and wanted to go on vast. And when I've told them the price, I have never heard from them again. That was in 2017. It's now 2022. And we are still the only Christian channel, Christian channel, Adventist channel, on the government platform alongside ABC and SBS and all the commercial channels across Australia. That's, that's, a, that's a miracle of God. There's no question about it. Well, when he, he did send me the, um, the quotation and I read it. And, yeah, I was a bit nervous because we were already praying for one and we'd have to pay that again. Well, that's already exceeding the $60,000 a month that we would be paying. So, but luckily, we have a very good man, and you've heard of his name, Moses Primo, at 3ABN USA. Now, he's been my backstop for all technical things and the whole host of you know, things that I don't understand. I do not understand, but God brings people who do understand. And so he told me, John, we can reduce it, you know, we can do this and that. And so the price came down. And uh, so we decided, we, we decided that we would go on vast. Now, what, what happened, you know, this is how God works. He had prepared things well before I was even thinking about being on VAST. You know what happened? Our contract came up for renewal every December and um, we negotiated a new price. And you might be shocked, but the price came down substantially. In fact, the price that it came down was nearly equivalent to what we would have to pay to put it on VAST. Yes, that's, that's on Optus D2. So that price was reduced by nearly the... It was just... I don't know if you're getting excited. I was just beside myself. We suddenly could go on two satellites. We are reaching now a broad number of people that, by the way may have little or no knowledge of God. So God was working to reach those as well. And it was so exciting. Because not only that, you know, we are a small company, you know. Um, in December that year, 
the, just before I made application, the government of Australia had said, we need to protect small businesses. We were classified as small business, less than 20 people working for us. Because in the past, large businesses have, they, they employ lawyers to draw up contracts. And little people like us don't understand the language and they take, they were, they were taking advantage of small business. And the government said, stop. You now will have to make a contract in a language that lay small business people can understand without a lawyer. Well, that was in December. So when we said yes, we will, we will go on and we, we looked at the price and we accepted it. The manager said to me, John, we have a problem. Um, there was new legislation. We now have to write a new contract just for you. So our lawyers, a team of 100 lawyers work for Optus. And I couldn't believe it. Three months they were still trying to work out a contract in layman's terms. So I said to the manager, can I write it? <laughs> and he said, no, you'll have to wait. So when we got that contract, it still wasn't easy, but it was easier to understand. And uh, he said, look at it. He gave us a draft and he said, you know, look at it and see whether you can, you can accept it. Well, we had a lawyer. Uh, he's now passed away, uh, Barrister uh, Fitzgibbon. Um, and he looked at it with us and Moses looked at it and others looked at it. And there was something, there was a problem. Because in it, there were conditions. Can you imagine us speaking about creation when the viewers out there believe in evolution? Hmm? You thought about that? Or if we're talking about um, salvation and we're talking about the morals, you know, the commandments of God and people don't believe it, so there, there would be trouble. And so I said to him, we can't sign the contract. These things, it won't work, you know, we'll be closed down, you know. So that, that he said to me, well, you look at it, you give us what you think you would like to have included and we'll give it to the lawyers and see what they say. Well, if you're, you, I know there are businessmen here. A contract is always in favour of the person making the contract. We're the, we're the recipients. It's never in favour of the recipient, is it? You're always looking after your business and yourself, not the other person. So I, I don't know, I just said, Lord, you know, you, you're going to have to do something you know what? We got that contract back. This is a miracle of God, how it works. They included everything that we asked for in that contract. That's unheard of. That is absolutely unheard of. And you know what? We signed the contract. And on July 1, 2017, 3ABN went on air. This is how God works. There was another, another, another situation that arose. Now, the devil's not going to... He's not going to let you go with this. So we bought equipment. We put the equipment in, and it didn't meet the standards for Optus. If you, there's, a lot of techno, there's a lot of things in there that you, I haven't got time to explain, but it affected the other transmissions to the satellite, so we couldn't use it. So they gave us equipment didn't charge us anything for it. They gave us equipment until we got the new equipment and we were on air. And it was so exciting. You know, I just can't stop thinking how incredible God is. 
He just continually works. You know, we thought, well, we're on air. We need to tell people. And we wanted to put it in, you know, church journals and things, but we weren't, we weren't able to. And so we printed leaflets and we started distributing. And this is just how God continues to work. I got a call from the manager again. He said, John, management had a meeting and they want to um, do a press release about 3ABN. And, I, and I'm beginning to think, I know what a press release costs. It costs a lot of money to go, you know, in the magazines and around. And, uh, and I said to him, uh, <laughs> um, how much is that going to cost? He said, no, no, it's not going to cost you a single cent. We will do it for you. God was, he was already preparing the minds of those men. And so it went out through a press release. It doesn't end there. It just keeps going. And so when, it, when, uh, when finally that all settled down, we uh, were so blessed of God. It was just amazing. You know, it didn't end there because we then started getting emails and contacts from people out there in the community. I don't know whether you know, any of you know Pastor Don Felberg. Anyone know him? He was the, he's the um, uh, Atsim Ad, Aboriginal straight uh, minister for, for Australia. He said, I've been in ministry 40 years. He said, when 3ABN went out on VAST, he said, this has been the highlight of my ministry. You know what it did? It got into communities, Aboriginal communities, that belonged to the Catholics and to the Baptists and to whoever. And the people were watching it. And then he got invitations to come in to do programs. You know, that hasn't stopped. You don't hear about it much here. But I'm telling you, God's word is going out. You know what's even more exciting? It's going further and further through a whole lot of different means. There's still more. <laughs> oh, I tell you, it just gets even more exciting. I just want to, I'm looking at the time. I just want to thank the Lord that it doesn't end. Do you understand that? It doesn't end. The experiences that you are having here are going to prepare you for eternity with God. It's for eternity. I wanted to share another story about a piano, but maybe next time. You know, is God using 3ABN today? Yes, most definitely. And you know what? I got a. I'll just see if I. Oh yeah, I got a a donation this last week. It's from someone we know who's not, I believe, a Seventh Day Adventist. We've never heard of this name, and the way he addresses it, it's 3ABN Australia, dear sirs. Dear sirs, please find enclosed a donation for three, to 3ABN for the great work you do. We appreciate your programs, as I am sure many people do. Best wishes and regards. That's not an Adventist. And so I get excited because we get, we get to hear people who find it by accident on vast in the, in the highlands of um, um, uh, uh, Queensland, 
up there and they said, we've been watching, we want to go to church. Can you tell us where we can go to a church? This is not just one-off. This is repeated over the 20 years. And you know what? I believe we won't know what has happened until there will be tremendous pressure brought against God's people. And I, I, don't, I don't want to frighten any one of you, but we are so close to that. Adventists are going to go through the most difficult time ever, and it's not far away. And that's why my message for you today is, I want you to see the kingdom of God. That's what God tells us in his word. You know what John the Baptist says? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. You know what Jesus said in... Um, uh, uh, I can't remember the book. I'm just having a blank. Um, it's in chapter 4, verse 12, where he said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And then you hear the disciples. They went out and said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Unless you and I understand to see the kingdom of God, we have to be born again. We have to be born again. We have to see through the eyes of the Holy Spirit that will change our lives. We have to. Because if we don't, we will see another kingdom. And it's very dark. So I'm praying that you know your God, you believe in Jesus, and you accept the Holy Spirit's guidance in your life. John 3, 15 to 17 says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God wants to save the world. That's your role. He's given it to you. He's given you the gift of the the knowledge of God and the spirit of prophecy to go out and tell people you can be assured that God will help you. He will. But you, by faith, have to take the step. And you know what that step is? Just ask God. Is, is, that, is, that, is, is, that, is that too much? You don't have to go and study in a theological college. You don't have to go out there and do a thousand letterbox a day. No. Just ask God. Know your God. Believe in Jesus. This is eternal life, that ye may know the one and only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That's the food you need. May God bless you. Father, we are so grateful for the word which you've brought to us today. The Bible is our means to salvation through Jesus Christ and his blood. We pray that each one of us will want to know you, Father, to revaluate our lives in the light of Jesus, 
His character, we ask, will be formed within us and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will live each day following you in a godly manner, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This message was made available by the Dundas Seventh-day Adventist Church. For more resources like this, visit their YouTube page, Dundas Seventh-day Adventist Church. Please be the wind that drives
Redeemer, who is doing so much for me. With what joy I tell the story of the love that makes man free. Till my earthly life is ended, I will say, I will say, songs above, songs above, then beside the crystal sea, more and more my soul shall be praising Jesus and His love. He is everything to me, to me. He is everything to me, and everything shall always be. I will never cease to raise a song of gladness in His praise. Here and in the world above, my soul shall sing of saving love. Life and light in joy you see, the precious friend who died for me. Glory be to Him forever, endless praises to Christ the Lamb. He has filled my life with sunshine, He has made me what I am. Oh, that everyone would know Him. Oh, that all, oh, that all, that all would adore. Oh, that all would trust the love of the mighty Friend above and be His forevermore. He is everything to me, to me. He is everything to me and everything shall always be. I will never cease to raise a song of gladness in His praise. Here and in the world above, my soul shall sing of saving love. Life and light and joy is free, the precious friend who died for me. That was Acapeldridge with The Great Redeemer. Before that, we heard Carly Fletcher sing The Captain. And coming up next, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus by Alan Jackson. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus And to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise And to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him How I proved Him o'er and o'er Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus Oh, for grace to trust Him Jesus, Jesus. 
Welcome to God's Favourite Shepherds, a collection of 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters, with many of the stories ending with a short quiz. Listen now to the author of God's Favourite Shepherds, Bill Ackland. The story I have for you today I've entitled, A Long Way From Home. My young life was not a happy one. However, it was not always so. Later, it became more wonderful than I could have imagined. I was raised in an area of our country where there were few people. My father, a farmer, had the pick of the land, not only for crops, but also for grazing his flocks and herds. As a young boy, I could run and play anywhere, as long as I could hear my father when he called me to help him with the animals. Then came that awful day when a consort of Roman soldiers taking a shorter route through our part of the country, happened upon our farm. They seized our whole family and our farm workers, bound us so that we could not run away, and marched us a long way to the large city of Colossae, where a strong Roman garrison was stationed. A day or two later, we were roughly dragged to the slave market to be sold to the highest bidder. The proceeds were divided between the soldiers and their commander. I can remember shaking with fear that I would be separated from my family and never see them again. I was right to be frightened, for when my new master took me to his grand country house, I was forced to live among the sheep, with barely enough food to give me strength to perform my duties. In a way, I was fortunate because of my young age. The older slaves had to work so hard, I wondered how they survived from day to day. The years passed and during this time I gradually put together a plan to escape. All the circumstances had to come together. My master had to be away. The trusted household slaves had to be out of his house. I had to know where the carry bags were kept and the weather had to be kind as I planned to flee from that part of the country. Most of all, I had to know where my master's money and other valuables were hidden. During the years of my captivity, something strange happened to my master. A small group of men had come to Colossae. They started telling the people of the city about a man who sounded more like a god to me than a man. They even said that this man had been crucified on a Roman cross, even though he had done nothing wrong. He was, in fact, a great healer. He could even cast out demons from people and was known to raise the dead back to life. My master had listened to these men a number of times. He even invited their leader to come to his house to tell him more. Then the most amazing thing happened. Our master accepted the teachings of these men and became a follower of Jesus Christ. This man had not only been crucified, but on the third day he rose from the tomb and later went to heaven. This meant quite a change for us as slaves. 
we were being treated better. But as slaves, we were still subject to the Roman regulations that applied to slaves right throughout the empire. During my years of planning, I had decided to make my way over many weeks and months to Rome, the great capital of the Roman Empire. I had heard that in this city, there were people from all over the world living there. Surely I would not be noticed among all those people of different cultures and dress. Then one day, everything came together at just the right time, and I was gone. I shall not tire you with the story of my near-death experiences along the way and with wild animals to watch out for. Marauding bands were intent on capturing people of any age to be sold as slaves. It was just as well that I was young and fit, as like most people, I was used to walking long distances. Sometimes I was a deckhand on a boat under sail with a following wind. It was certainly much quicker than walking. Eventually, I arrived at Rome. I was amazed by what I saw in this grand city. Great columns supported magnificent buildings. Marble was used everywhere. Paved roads were laid out in fine formation, and soldiers of Roman legions in their battle dress kept order among the people. My eyes shone from the glint of the sun on the soldiers' armour. How strong they looked! Who could stand in their way? Somehow I managed to survive, due mainly to the kindness of a group of people that looked familiar, though I had never seen any of them before. Then one day I heard one of them say the name of Jesus. That's it? These people were Christians too. Just like those men who had visited my master. Growing within me now was the desire to know more about this man whom they followed. Why were these people so devoted to him? Why did they go out of their way to help people? This wasn't normally done in our society. So over days and weeks, as I benefited from their kindness, I too came to believe in this man who walked this earth not so long ago and who is now in heaven from whence he had come. My new friends saw my life had truly changed. They urged me to meet a special person a man who, though he had done nothing wrong, was living in Rome under house arrest, waiting to be sent to the court of Caesar. They said this prisoner had gone throughout much of the Roman Empire telling people about Jesus Christ. While he had suffered in many ways for his faith, he had remained very strong in his beliefs and practices, so strong that he had become an annoyance to the Jews who had tried to do away with him. One day I was introduced to this great man and from that very day became like his personal slave, not in the normal sense, but by choice, grateful that I could help him in some way during his imprisonment. Then, when I knew that he trusted me and could see that my life had truly changed, I told him of my background, that I had escaped from my master's house, had taken some of his valuables to help me survive along the way, and finally had arrived in Rome. My new friend, who because of his age was a father figure to me, shocked me by advising me to go back to my master and confess what I had done and seek his forgiveness. Naturally, I didn't want to do this, but my father friend said that because he knew my master, he would write a letter to him to make it easier for me. 
He would also persuade my master to forgive me and not to punish me. More than that, he told my master in the letter that he would repay my master for what I had taken. Put it on my account, he said. That was not all. He proposed that his trusted friend, Tychicus, would take the letter to my master. I was to go with him and put myself into my master's hands. I felt convicted that this was the right thing to do. Shortly after the letter was written, Tychicus and I made the necessary arrangements to head eastwards to Colossae. I would see my master again, so I was somewhat apprehensive. It was encouraging to know that my new friend and benefactor had written on my behalf to my master. This gave me confidence that all would be well. Who am I? My name is Onesimus. My master is Philemon, and my friend in Rome is the great Apostle Paul. You can read Paul's letter to Philemon in the copy of the Scriptures you know as the Bible. You've been listening to God's Favoured Shepherds, a book with 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters. If you have any comments or questions, or to obtain a copy of this book, give us a call within Australia on 02-4973-3456 or send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you. It's been a pleasure bringing you this program here on 3ABN Australia Radio.